Welcome to Black Belt Theater. I'm your host, Jay, and let's get down to it. Okay, so, look, when I talk about movies here on uh, Black Belt Theater, you know, of course, we're talking martial arts films, and uh, I really try to bring you guys a, a wide variety of martial arts films, uh, martial art film topics. If you listened last week, my friend Alan joined me. We discussed some of our favorite Jackie Chan stunts. Um, I really just tried to bring you guys sort of, you, you know, a very eclectic look at the martial arts film industry, the martial arts film genre. Um, and if you're anything like me, you know, you enjoy these films, but, you know, you, you do like some variety in it. And, and I've talked about a few different types of movies in the past. I really haven't just stuck with the pure kung fu films, uh, you know, many weeks back. Uh, discussed again with my friend Alan discussed uh, sort of that ninja phenomenon that took place in the 80s where ninja films were just seen everywhere um, and the thing is you know I, like I said I really really love these films but I also like a lot of variety and I was you know I always constantly look for variety uh, you know even even back in my early days, even now, you know, I like to see I like to see these movies sort of change. I like to see different types of martial arts uh, used in these films, uh, different takes, different spins on it. You know, it's it's something I really really appreciate, and I think the film I'm going to talk about today is really going to kind of highlight that. So, like I said, look, um, you know, in the '70s, what did we have? We had coming out of Hong Kong, we had a lot of these period pieces. Um, you know, they pretty much ruled the martial arts cinema market. Uh, you know, movies were coming out in Japan, uh, you know, and I'll talk about those in the upcoming weeks. You know, there were some martial arts films coming out in Japan, but, you know, they really, uh, you know, honestly, they probably really couldn't hold a candle to what was coming out of uh, Hong Kong cinema. Uh, you know, the 80s, uh, you know, Hong Kong was still churning. I mean, you know, still to this day, Hong Kong is churning out martial arts films left and right there really sort of changing the genre. They're taking it in new directions. Uh, in the 80s, though, what do we see? You know, over here in America, we started getting into the market. Uh, you know, you had your Steven Seagal's, your Jean-Claude Van Damme's. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. I can't believe I just called him Jean-Claude Van Damme. You know, he's going to come and kick my butt because obviously he listens to this podcast. Um, you know, the, 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 the industry was really kind of changing and I think what I really started to enjoy was in the 90s and especially the early 2000s, um, Asian cinema, again, really kind of stepped up. They really brought us a lot of new type of films, uh, showcased a lot of different types of martial arts, and it, they, they were coming from everywhere. And the film I'm going to talk about today is from, 2000, uh, from 2003, is the Thai martial arts classic Ong Bak. Now, it was known as Ong Bak over in Asia, over here in the U.S., uh, we knew it as Ang Bak, the Thai warrior. Uh, this film, when I heard about it, uh, friends of mine, and you know, were telling me about it. You got to check this film out. It's absolutely amazing. It'll blow your mind. Uh, you know, I went, um, I went to my local video store, and you know, I found it. It it was actually on sale, very very cheap. It was really kind of stuck in the back, and I was kind of skeptical about that. I was like, okay, this is supposed to be some great film, can barely find it, and they're practically giving it away. And I think that's really because at the time, 
you know, people just really didn't know what to make of this film, or they really didn't know too much about it, and they didn't know anything about the star. And the star of this film is a young man named Tony Jaa, J-A-A, Tony Jaa. Uh, you know, you probably, if you saw, and I cannot remember which number it is, I'm going to say Furious 7, the Fast and the Furious number 7, I think. Um, and this is the one with uh, the little brother. Owen Shaw, I think it was, uh, you know, Letty is working for him. She has amnesia, blah, 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 blah. You know, come on. You've seen the Fast and the Furious movies. Uh, he was, uh, he was a henchman. He was a henchman for the bad guy. He obviously, he was the only Asian one. Um, there's a memorable scene where, um, the bad guys kind of have like this mobile command center. Uh, they're actually, I believe this is actually where they are going to rescue Ramsey, the hacker Ramsey. Uh, I believe she's trapped aboard this sort of mobile command center. Uh, of course, you know, they come driving up uh, and Brian O'Connor himself jumps up on there, rescues her and Tony Jaws, the one waiting there. And they actually have a very close quarters fight where Brian O'Connor holds his own against Tony Jaw and... Yeah, only in Hollywood, people, because, um, you know, listen, no disrespect to the late Paul Walker. Uh, I've probably watched all his films. Uh, I really love everything he's in. But Tony Jaa versus Paul Walker, yeah, Paul Walker, you're going to be lucky if you don't get two broken legs in that fight. I digress. Ong Bak, the Thai Warrior, 2003. This was sort of the debut of Tony Jaa. Now, he had starred in films before this. He was a stunt double. He had bit parts in films. This was really his breakout role. Um, and in it, it showcases, you know, the art of Muay Thai. And, you know, before this film, my, my only really experience with Muay Thai was, you know, watching ESPN five or something late at night and you know i would catch these muay thai fights or you know these um sort of mixed martial arts fights and things like that uh that were taking place over in asia or of course the jean-claude van damme classic kickboxer um this film really challenges the notions of what we see in kickboxer um tony ja just like my man jackie chan He's doing all the action. He is doing all the stunts. He is doing everything in this film. Um, really, very, very basic premise. Uh, Tony Jaa's character, I believe his name is Ting. He lives in this remote village. Uh, there is a Buddha statue in the village. Uh, villagers wake up one day, and the head of the Buddha statue is cut off. They sort of learn that uh, a bandit, or, or I think it's a drug dealer, uh, came, cut it off, uh, and was looking to sell it you know, and Ting, Tony Ja, he's, he volunteers, you know, he's going to go to Bangkok. He's going to, uh, find the head of the statue, bring it home because, um, it seems that once the head from the statue is removed, everybody's very, you know, they're very upset. Uh, things seem to kind of go bad in this village. So Ting, you know, he's going to step up, he's going to go to Bangkok and he's going to find, uh, the head of the statue. Turns out, you know, it's, it is with this drug dealer, a man by the name of Don, um, and actually, it seems that this is kind of his side business. Uh, he steals Buddha statues. He decapitates them. Um, you know, he's looking to sell them. And I also think he's he's sort of looking to vandalize them for whatever reason. Uh, and that's really the basic plot of the film. And it's really um, Tony Jaa, his, I believe it's his brother, 
uh, he kind of migrated into Bangkok, uh, and he really became very sort of cityfied. Um, he has like very short hair, which he dyes blonde. Uh, when Ting meets him and says his name, he's like, "No, no, no, my name is George now. You know, call me George." He's he's a hustler basically, and uh, you know, he he first thing he does is he. Uh, Ting, when he comes to Bangkok, he, you know, everybody in the village gets together money for him, and, you know, this guy steals it from him. Uh, he basically wins, he tries to get his money back uh, in an underground fight. Uh, they're amazed because uh, he pretty much steps in uh, sort of like the local club bar champion there uh, and takes him out in one kick. Um, they see that, you know, this, this guy's a Muay Thai master. Uh, they make him fight in these underground sort of fights in these bars. And there's an excellent, excellent scene. Um, you know, you can definitely find it on YouTube. YouTube's a great source to go to. Uh, there's a scene where he's fighting for money, basically. And he kind of takes on sort of like this barroom champion, this big sort of, uh, I think he's like Australian, uh, long-haired guy who's just like a brawler, and Tony Jaa pretty much lays lays waste to him. He goes to leave, and the next martial artist comes in, uh, you know, a guy who's well-versed in kung fu. They have a fight, and what's actually funny in it is, is the guy realizes that he's overmatched, he tries to run away, and Tony Jaa keeps cutting off the ring, like he's leaping around, he's using his knees, his elbows to sort of keep him in the ring, he takes him out. Then, there's this guy named Mad Dog. Uh, he kind of is sitting at the bar, he's watching all this, he he thinks it's all in good fun, so he pretty much gets up, he's like, yeah, let me throw my hat into the ring, and everybody's sort of freaking out, oh my god, it's Mad Dog, it's Mad Dog. Um... Mad Dog pretty much fights with furniture. Uh, he cracks bottles over Tony's head. He hits him with tables and chairs. Uh, you know, Tony Ja using his knees and elbows and his whole body really is kind of fighting back. I mean, this this fight spills out everywhere. You know, it, it goes throughout the whole bar. It actually goes to an upstairs area where the owner of the club, uh, some of these high rollers are, are gambling. Um, and the fight pretty much finishes with, you know, they're in this sort of up upstairs area, this balcony area, which has a glass window overlooking uh, the bar, Tony Ja throws Mad Dog out of that window and proceeds to follow him out, delivering sort of like a, 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 a knee strike uh, and lands and pretty much knocks the guy out. It was, it was absolutely amazing. And that, like I said, that's the thing. Tony Ja is doing his own stunts in this. He is doing his, you know, it's all him. Uh, there's another amazing scene. Uh, definitely go to YouTube. Look this one look this one up uh there's a parkour scene where he's being chased by a gang of thugs throughout bangkok and you know he is leaping over things he is diving um there's a scene where uh these guys are delivering mirrors or or uh panes of glass and they're sort of sta- they're stacked sideways and there's a, a gap in between them you know tony ja does like this uh cartwheel like an armless cartwheel through it uh there's another one where these guys are delivering uh, a spool of barbed wire so it's on a stick they're carrying it out so there's this big circle of barbed wire in the middle of the street tony Ja runs and just leaps through it uh he he kind of bends his body and ha- it's something that you have to see um and like i said you know he he was doing parkour before there was parkour i don't know maybe um but it's it's just it's 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 absolutely amazing. The one thing I will say about it though is, you know, the fight choreo- the fight 
choreography is amazing, but the way they kind of film some of the fight scenes, um, they sort of mix in slow motion and fast motion. If you watch some martial arts films, um, sometimes they will speed up the action. Sometimes they do that because the fighters aren't that great, which is definitely not the case in this film. I mean, Tony Jaa is absolutely amazing. Um, but to kind of like enhance it, to make things look a little more spectacular, they'll sometimes, you know, speed the film up a bit. And you'll kind of see that in some of the uh, in some of the cuts of the fight scenes that they'll be uh, slow motion, you know, for emphasis. Uh, they'll kind of do, and I don't know if this is the technical term. I'll call it like a double take shot, you know, where they'll they'll show him landing a kick, and then they'll kind of show it again from a slightly different angle. Um, and usually in slow motion. So it's like you'll see it in regular speed and then a slightly different angle again at a slower speed. And then right away, it'll kind of speed up again. Uh, I found that to be a little choppy. And in the follow-up films, Ang Bak 2 and 3, they kind of clean that up a bit, which was great. But you know what? To me, it's a small it's a small complaint, and it's barely a complaint. I mean, I, it's something I noticed. I was kind of like... And I think I, the reason I'm bringing it up is they didn't need to do that. Um, you know, slow-mo scenes, that's fine. You want to speed up the action a little bit, that's fine. They just they were kind of jumping around and, and cutting around and playing around with that. I, I, I think they really kind of should have felt should have felt the pacing out a little bit better. But again, watching Tony John action, it's absolutely amazing. Um watching Muay Thai in action is is unbelievable uh the use of knees and elbows uh leaping attacks uh you know he does leaping knee attacks he does leaping elbow attacks uh there's in one of his fights and I think it's uh I think it's against the first guy he fights in the bar uh that big sort of like metalhead looking guy he uh and the guy's huge the guy like towers over him tony Jaa actually takes him out by leaping in the air and it's almost like he leaps up so high that his knees rest on the shoulders of his opponent and he cracks twin elbows down on top of his head it's absolutely amazing and you know this is just really a great film if you've never seen um sort of like an alternate type of martial arts film this is definitely a good one to get, Ong Bak, the Thai Warrior. Uh, I'm The one thing I will say I'm kind of disappointed in is I really, really thought, you know, like some other Asian stars, I really thought that Tony Cha was going to kind of take off over here. Uh, you know, sadly, late in his career, Jackie Chan did become start to become big over here. Uh, Donnie Yen is, you know, he seems to really be catching on over here. Hopefully, Tony Ja, yeah, he did a couple of things here and there. Like I said, he was in Furious 7, I believe it was. Uh, you know, he was a henchman. And, and he did kind of have a parkour scene in that film, too, if you remember at the end. Uh, he chases Brian O'Connor through a building. He's, like, leaping up elevator shafts. He's diving through pipes. Uh, and that'll kind of give you... Um, That'll give you a really good example of what Tony Jaa can do. And if you kind of like those couple of scenes from the Fast and the Furious movie, you will definitely love this movie, and I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, listen, on a scale of first degree to tenth degree black belt, this is a ninth degree black belt. Um, knocking off a point for some of the kind of sloppy, like sloppy editing in, in some of the fight scenes. Uh, like I said, they definitely found their pacing in the later films. Uh, but it's really, again, it's such a slight complaint. I'm barely gonna, you know, but I will knock it down a point and say that, yeah, this is a ninth degree black belt, but definitely go and check it out. Great, great film. All right, guys, I'm going to close out black belt theater for today. This is your host, Jay signing off. <laughs>